Welcome back to the Own Your Eating Podcast. Last week's episode with the first part of my interview with Rob was tremendous and the feedback was absolutely incredible. Everyone wants to know more about his story. We ended last week as he was just beginning his CrossFit journey and that's where part two begins. He's seen CrossFit from his prison cell He's heard about it. Now he starts implementing it, not into his own training, but to his clients, and eventually opens his very own CrossFit affiliate, Twice Bitten CrossFit. And the success that he's had there is impressive, to say the least. So I'll dive right back into the interview. And of course, hit me up or hit Rob up if you have questions, comments. If you want to hear more from him, again, His information is below. Part two, coming to you right now. And so I knew I wanted to try it out, but like I had routine. Like I was very like routine in like my bodybuilding program. I had, you know, I had a system all set up for what muscle groups I would hit and when I would hit them and my rotations and, you know, opposing, you know, I had all of my systems. So it was like, dude, do CrossFit, like, same body part two days in a row. Yeah, it was like, you know, like, you know, to kind of, I, I want to do this, but man, I've got my routine. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this. And I'm going to go all in with it. And if I don't like it, I can always go back to what I was doing. Right? So I did it. And, and, I, and I really just I, I, it dramatically, you know, the response it had with my body, like I, I was just all in. Loved it. I started utilizing the systems for training my clients, you know, and the, and the measurable parts of it, you know, it was just really, I got really good results with the people that I was working with. And, uh, so that was, you know, I started to apply that philosophy toward, you know, my own training and toward, you know, working with my clients that I had. So when did you decide to go from, all right, I'm a trainer here, much like I was to, I want to own a CrossFit. So I, um, was training my clients like that, and I'm being like influenced by the CrossFit gym I'm going to in Yukon at the time. And so I had one of my clients, I did trade with one of my clients to build me like the, a pull-up rig. It's the actual the one pull-up that's out rig, there, right? Yeah, yeah, one of my, my clients. I used today. Uh, built for me, and I just asked the owner of the gym, like, hey, man, I want to have this built. I'll pay for it. Will you let me install it in here? He's like... Okay, you're going to pay for it? Yeah, okay, I'll let you do it. So, and at that time, like, there's this, like, 1,500 square foot garage space that's, like, the owner of the building's man cave. He's got his boat and some cars and this stuff building, in there. Same in building, same building, right. like, just on the other side of the locker rooms. So I go in there, and I see that, and I just had this vision, you know, of that being the area that I, I can work with people in, and I could do this, this CrossFit gym, right? And around that same time, I moved to another CrossFit gym that was closer to this facility and worked better with my schedule. And so I started working out there. And I'm also like, you know, my back is healed up, so I'm starting to um, get stronger again and things like that. So I'm thinking about competing and all these types of things. So I start off uh, with... I eventually talked the owner of the building into letting me rent out that space. And uh, so that's where it started. And at the same time, I ended up taking on a partner who I believed had the same vision as me um, because I, I had worked with this person like with help with like programming stuff. And uh, so that was the start of the first version of what would eventually be what Twice Bitten CrossFit is today. Um, started that out. And so when was that? When did you actually open? So it was originally called, it was like 39th Street S&C was the first, the first name. And that was probably with, within a year. So you get out and within one year you own your own business. Right. Yeah, I mean, I started my LLC for personal training within a few months. Um, and then, you know, I started that and I quickly learned, uh, that 
is a lot different than just doing one-on-one -on -one training. There's a lot more moving parts, you know, that come along with it. And uh, the partner that I took on, um, you know, I just, I still do this. I, I like to see the best in people. I like to believe in people. And uh, when things got tough, it was like this partner was like, okay, well, I still want to be partner, but I'm going to go do this now. So basically putting himself in the situation to where if things don't work out, no big deal. But if they do, cool. I get Edging his bets there, yeah. Right. So I was basically like, okay, F you, you know, and that was like first lawsuit that happens there. And then the name has to get changed. And, you know, lucky for me, my stepdad is retired FBI international law attorney who did not specialize in partnership agreements and dissolutions at all, but became very versed in that area <laughs> because of me. Um, so I'm very thankful for, for his help uh, with that. And uh, from there, I took on another partner who uh, is basically like I felt helpless in the situation. Like I didn't know what to do. I didn't have the business skills, the knowledge to know what to do. So I depended on these other people. The second business partner who I thought was a good person ended up was sleeping with some of the clients, you know, and I didn't know that. And, uh, you know, when I found out, I was like, dude, like, what the hell, you know? And this person ended up being a very, like, manipulative person to a crazy degree to where, like, it was such a good liar, too, that I would, like, catch him, like, red-handed in a lie. It wasn't that good. No, but check it out was so good that I would, you know, confront him and he'd be like, bro, you're tripping. <laughs> like, man, dude, like, here's what's going on. And dude, you're, dude, you're tripping. And he was so like good that I'd be like, man, maybe I'm tripping, you know? Yeah. Like he was just that good of a liar. At this point, are you two together? Yeah. So when did you guys meet? I met her at the second CrossFit. So I was working out at the one in Edmond or, or in Yukon, and then I moved to the one closer here. Right. And I was going to the noon class, and that's where I met Trammy. But as a, as a member. Right. As a member, you know, and, and and I think it was like we were deadlifting one day, you know, and she's deadlifting, and her form was was off. Oh, the old I'll fix your deadlift. And I start just giving her, <laughs> giving her some cues, you know. Get he kind of freaked me out. I was like, why is he talking to me? Who's this big guy talking like, to me? I was like, don't talk to me. Because he was, he was somebody who was really intimidating. Whenever you're in there, you think, okay, you don't want to mess with him because if you mess with his gym flow, he'll be really pissed off and you don't want to know that side. <laughs> so, when, so I said, don't talk to him. How did it go from helping the deadlift to let's go on a date? He, was, he Rob is somebody who whenever he wants something, he gets it. So like he would say, hey, you want to go get drinks? I was with somebody else at the time. I was like, no. I, I don't get drinks. So I would just say I don't get drinks. And then he just kept going and going. And I'm like, who's this guy? He keeps asking me out. And then I was like, okay, fine, let's go get a drink. And then he was very, um, Rob's somebody who, when he says something, he will do it. So he has such vision, right? So he's, he's this guy, he's got a prison, and I'm kind of scared of him. He's talking about and you all knew that about things. Him. You knew that. Yeah, he, he told me like right, right away. I'm like, oh my God. You know, he told me right away. Meanwhile, very transparent, very transparent. you were in med school. At this yeah, time. I was I was about to start med school. Right. I was like, dude, and that's why I did CrossFit because I had to uh, really stress because you have to study a lot. And get in, get out. Yeah, get in, get out. And then I'm like, I don't want drinks with this guy, this crazy guy that just got out of prison. But it was very interesting. He just like told me right away. He wasn't very, he was embarrassed at all. He would just tell me, I, I got out of prison and he wouldn't, like, he was just very upfront about it. I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. You know, and then he would share every all of the story, and he would say, "Okay, I just got out of prison. I'm gonna start a CrossFit gym." Like, you just got out of prison. You're gonna start a CrossFit. He's kind of crazy, but <laughs> so I. But that's what I liked. I was like, this guy has vision, and he's very different. And I mean, and it, even it, even to the point where like his style wasn't even up to date yet. You know, like he would still wear <laughs> clothes and from have before, styles from, from the nineties. I'm sitting there saying, like, this guy just likes, he's from the 90s. He just got out of prison. He's going to open up a CrossFit gym. It's going to be the biggest thing ever. Okay, whatever. And he keeps asking me out for drinks. 
And then it just was he wearing an eight ball jacket? I, I don't even know. Like, but he he wore those socks. Like it was like, uh, you know, like he wore socks all the way up to his ankles, like the white ankle socks that yeah. people wear from the nineties, and it was cool in the nineties. I'm like, whoa. He's wearing that. Doing a tight roll. Doing a tight roll. Jeans shorts. Yeah, wow, his fashion's really off. But anyway, it was it was a continuation of that. It was very unique. And he kept a- asking me, and then I was just finally like, like, yeah, you know. And then the other relationship ended because I was like, this guy's way cool. He's kind of crazy. So he's like, we're gonna have a lot of fun. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, my life's all about a lot of structure, and I, I was growing up in a- a- academia, and I was doing uh i didn't have my own dream i was kind of just following your parents my parents yeah. right and i was just like this guy sounds like if i were to go with him and join join him it's going to be a fun wild ride you it's know the, what i mean so it sounded really fun so it's the typical bad like, boy yeah right <laughs> yeah i guess so yeah for sure well i do want to ask when you left school we'll talk about that how your parents reacted to to rob's influence on that yeah well, i actually just saw i was actually thinking about it because i saw your Thanksgiving pictures. I assume that was your family. Yeah, and also his family was in there too. Okay, I just saw there was like more of an Asian look yeah. to the family. I was like, okay, it's probably Chami's family. But then I was like, oh, I wonder to now what they think about your relationship considering how successful you've been. Because at first I'm sure they were not happy you were dropping out of med school. Yeah, they were not. We're not starting actually, right? Yeah, not starting, yeah. Um, they were really pissed off and because first off, I was going to med school, and then now I am dating a um, somebody who just got out of prison for seven years, so they're like, what the hell are you doing with your life? Yeah. You know what I mean? So the moment of me telling them that I had Rob there, too, it blew up because they are very strict in the sense where, you know, they had their own sense of what a success, and my family has a big business. They're all entrepreneurs, and they have a business where they're all doctors, so I was going to follow the family footsteps, right? So it didn't fit in what they thought was successful. And if they thought I was going to fail, that I was going to make a bad mistake, or I was making a bad mistake throwing my life away, you know, all of that. And it was a really big step to really break that mold. So. And are they happy now? They are happy now, but they always, like, they, they always, every single time we have a breakthrough in a business, like, let's say how many clients we have, or maybe have a new trainer or something we expand, they're always like, okay, well, that's as good as it's going to get. It's not going to get any better. So it's always really fun coming to back to them, saying, hey, you know what? You said that it was going to stop there. It didn't. We found a way to break through. Well, well let's talk about that. You, so you, op- you open up the box two times you had to deal with a bad partner, Hence the twice bit and CrossFit, mm-hmm. and so this is probably about 2013, 14 now, where you're finally on your own. Uh, I think so, because I started to like, especially with uh, the second partnership ending. I sought out, like I remember, I'm I'm like I'm so stressed and have so much anxiety because I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what to do, you know, and uh, things are failing. And so I started seeking out help and guidance, you know, looking for like somebody to coach me. And uh, I, I got my first coach, like, um, and I remember it was uh, uh, Bedros was Bedros Cooling was my first, my first mentor and coach. And, you know, I'll never forget, like, uh, a video that I watched, like I'm laying in bed and I'm watching one of his YouTube videos and he's like, you know, cause I'm, I'm like kind of feeling sorry for myself and like thinking like, who am I, you know, I'm a convicted felon. Who am I to like put it out there, you know, like that I'm help that I can help people. And he had a video that was like, you know, there are people out there crying themselves to sleep at night because they don't know about what you have to offer. And you, are thinking about what people are going to think about you. Like how selfish of you. And I just like, man, that just hit me, you know? So it really influenced me. And so I sought him out and, uh, there was an event in Orange County, California, I believe. And, uh, so it was like a sit in event and me and Trammy flew out to that and it ended up being, uh, Bedros, Craig Ballantyne, me, Trammy, and just like three other people. And I go in there, and uh, Bedros walks in, and I'm just like, 
you know, I was like awestruck, you know, like this is the guy from the video. I was like, oh my God, you know, so it was really cool. And uh, when it got to the end, this was like for an online uh, business event, you know, so when it got to the end, like I knew like whatever this is, like I got to be a part of it. What I'm doing isn't working. So when he, you know, made his presence, his basically sales pitch at the end, you know, he looked at me first because he could just tell I was like into it. What, what, what about you, Rob? You in? Yep. I don't even know what I'm in for, but I'm in, you know? And at the time I'm like, I have no idea how I'm going to do this, but I just know I just had faith in, okay, if I take action on the resources I'm given here, I'm going to make some things happen. And so Bedros pulled me aside because this was like for an online program. He's like, Hey, like you don't need to be in the online program. You need to be brick and mortar coaching program to until you get to a certain point and then we can look at this other stuff afterwards but here's where you need to be so that started you know me getting some coaching and guidance which helped out you know tremendously you know helped give us some structure and just like just the basics of like how a business works and the things that you need to track and and things like that um so yeah that was extremely helpful in the process Cool. While having that coach and the gym is growing, ultimately, it was your connection with Gym Launch that really took it to the next level. Is that is that correct? So, uh, coaching and being a part of the, the the coaching groups I was with up until just a little over a year ago. Like we had moved, we had seen. A good amount of success and, and rose up to a certain level and we had expanded from the 1500 square foot space into 4,000 square feet and were, were basically bursting at the seams there and then we uh, you know leaving lots of things out expanded over here into the 15,000 square foot space that we're in now uh, but it kind of like we had hit a plateau um, we weren't able to grow past, we were stuck at probably around 175 members. Still a very successful box at that right. number. And just didn't know why. Like, why, you know, why can't we get past this point? And didn't understand, like, how attrition works and, you know, the numbers and, and, and things like that. So uh, a buddy of mine that was in, uh, another coaching group told me about about a gym launch and so and this person had researched it was like hey I've talked to 26 people I'm doing it myself like it's legit so I'm like you know what let's let's do it so, and it's another example of you willing to bet on yourself put money out there $16,000 yeah so the way I always like for, for me, and I'm still this way, like, I don't care about my clothes. I don't care about my car. I don't care about the house that I live in as much as I care about the knowledge that I can take in and the people that I can learn from. Like, those are, like, the most important things. I want to be around the best of the best. I want to learn from the best of the best. I want to be influenced by those people. I want to be influenced by the people that influence them. You know, it's just like how my mind works. Like I want to, once I get to, to a certain level and I know what's going on, okay, how did, how did you get here? Who got you here? And then it's just like, it's just how my mind works. What, what has been some of the benefits you've received and gotten since you've launched with them? With it's Alex and Leah, right? And yeah. I, mean, I know of your success. I know you're one of the top, CrossFit's in the world with membership, with revenue, with developing your staff. But what did you notice right away? Well, the difference, the acquisition system. So we had done previously basically what's called the low barrier offer, you know, meaning you get somebody to try your, your product at a lower price. You know, they have a trial period. And then after that, you bring them on board for a higher price 
um, or whatever the regular membership is. You know, very similar to you know how a standard gym, you know, ten gym or any anybody else. You know, they draw people in uh-huh. with that you know low barrier uh, cost offer, something that's less than thirty days and under a hundred dollars, something that someone can easily commit to. But what we found for us was that even though that was working and that got us up to a certain point, if your attrition, let's say your attrition is at 10%, well, 10% of 100, you know, that's 10 people a month that you're losing. So depending on how many people your offer is bringing in, you know, if you're losing people at the same rate you're bringing them in, then you're not increasing. And so we were at that point and we didn't understand it like we're bringing people in we're spending money advertising we're bringing people in we're not converting and keeping them so we're actually losing money okay so that's where gym launch is different because it has a profitable acquisition system meaning people come in you know in the front and offer um the gym is actually profitable on the front and offer and then you know, you still have the opportunity to convert them into a long-term member based off of their experience, you know, with the gym. But one way, like with gym launch, you're downselling. Like the front-end offer is more expensive than the regular, you know, membership. Right, so after that period of time, it's like, hey, this is cheaper than what you've been doing. So it's a little easier to get them to commit right. to long-term. So you've doubled your membership. Yeah. With using gym launch. Mm-hmm. Now you've got a supplement line that you use through them. You've been asked to be a subject matter expert for them. You're coaching other boxes. What's next for your relationship with them and then also the growth of the box? Um, so we have a, a, we won a competition. So this is still like secret and beta. Oh, is, are people not allowed to lo- know about this? Right. Okay. We'll edit this. Well, back by Friday. Okay. Oh, that's okay. Fr- Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, we were part of a beta group, um, and uh, we won uh, a competition for uh, the supplement line, like the launch of it. And uh, you know, part of that was because the creator of the supplement line. Uh, Dr. Trevor Kashi is my personal nutrition coach and me and Trammy had been working with him and had seen really good success with it. So when he put out his own line, I had total faith and conviction in it because this guy is solid. You know, he got his PhD in biochemistry when he was like 10 years old. I mean, this sort of like literally when he was like 20 years old. So, I mean, he's like one of the smartest people I've ever talked to in my life. Um, and he, you know, works with elite level athletes, like normally only like Olympic level athletes. And I ended up sitting next to him at a dinner and basically begged him to work with me, you know, and he did started working with me and Trammy. So it was just like a no brainer for me. It was very easy for me to be like, yeah, like, dude, cause I a hundred percent believe in everything he's done because it's helped me out so much. So it was easy for me to, you know, influence my team with this and, and influence our, our clients that, that these are like the top supplements because people want to buy supplements anyway. So the way I looked at it is I would be doing everybody a huge disservice if I did not tell them about what is a superior product, you know, in, in supplementation. You know, and this is me saying that with me having stock of another brand, you know, several thousand dollars worth, but I'm telling them about like, hey, and, and that's one thing with me too, like anytime like something changes, I've previous, like we'll take for example, like I used to really be into keto, right? I used to really be into keto, I got some good results from it, but then when I started working with uh, uh, Dr. Kashi, you know, and he starts giving me my numbers, my macros, I'm like, hey man, like I don't know, man, I don't know how, I don't, I don't know if that my body's gonna respond well with this. And my body does better without carbs. And he's just like, Hmm. How about maybe you just listen to me? <laughs> the like, guy that you begged to work with. Yeah, you. like I might know what I'm talking about. Maybe why don't you just try it? Yeah, I'm like <laughs> I'll do that. And it's and working then, pretty well for you, right? Yeah. So, 
anytime like I start understanding like a new set of beliefs, I will tell people like, hey, before I believed in this and that was the way that I thought, but now based off of this new information, this is the new belief. So same thing with, with the supplements. So, you know, it made it easy for that to happen and just went at it. And uh, we ended up doing so well. We won an internal competition, which gave us, you know, we get to go and spend the day with Alex and Layla. And we were like so pumped about it. That's going to be exciting. I'm so jealous of that. They are very cool people, as you know, because you motivated me to reach out. You know, people listening to this, especially CrossFitters and CrossFit box owners, I think, we believe in CrossFit, and there's this misconception that those types of programs are not good for CrossFit. And I, I'm, I, I'm saying the goal is to impact the most people. How are you going to impact people if they're not coming into your box? I want to say this. Like, I have, over the last several years, spent, I've invested a lot into coaching, into education, and things like that. But when it comes to like having the most impact and effectiveness, um, Alex's program has been like the best. So anyone curious about that, like feel free to reach out to me um, if you have questions on that. Like it's it, it's legit. I'll put all your information on here. Yeah. Um, if they're motivated to reach out, is, do they? Do you have a is it like a code or anything? If you Oh, like if they just want to affiliate link, hit me up. Uh, just shoot me a Facebook message. All right, cool. We'll put that out there. Yeah. Um. So you've used them. The gym has grown. Everything's going well. I think one thing that I want to make sure that we touch upon now is talk to me about your morning and your structure. So, like I said, you've developed yourself. You continue to. I think a lot of people listening are like, how does he have the time? Or I can't do that. What are some things that you do to set yourself up for success? Okay, so this started a little over two years ago. Um, I spoke at Fitness Business Summit. Okay, and that's Bedros' event. So you spoke there. You were a speaker. Yeah, well, here was the deal. Like, they have, like awards that they give out each year for like trainer of the year, best transformation, things like that. So I saw like the application for best transformation pop up and not just physique transformation. This is like, you know, business transformation life, life, you know, so I saw that and it scared me. So you did it. Of course. The thought of like, (laughs) Oh my God, that's scary. I have to do it. Scarier than big truck tacos? Yeah, so it was like, it just like called to me like, so I just, I emailed them, I just like poured my heart into this email of why I think I should be selected, you know, to be able to have the opportunity to scare the shit out of myself, speaking in front of a thousand people from all over the world. And, uh, you know, I got accepted. I was like uh, one out of three people, or one out of, one out of, one out of three, one out of six, something like that, that had the opportunity to get up on stage and, pr- and tell their story, right? So I got selected and I was like, oh, so, so freaking scared. And, uh, you know, I, I put a, a, a talk together. It was like it started out, it was going to be three, like, like I had six minutes. And then it got reduced to five, then to four, then to three minutes. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, I got to put all the, put all this stuff together. And so I just, I, I got up there and I, like I had rehearsed what I was going to say. I got up there and I told the story and I just nailed it. Can you we know, find I nailed this? Is it. it out there on YouTube or something? It is. Yeah. It's, it's out, I'm not for sure. But like the winner would get, would win a Land Rover for, for a year. Least Land Rover for a year, $15,000. And dude, I nailed it. Like I nailed it. And, like, everybody afterwards was like, dude, you got this. So I'm, like, thinking, man, you know, I did it. You know, I, I won it. And then the next day, like, they are about to announce the winner. And, like, I'm visualizing myself. Like, they're about to call my name. I'm going to get up. I'm going to go. And I'm going to get the award. And it's going to be so freaking cool. And then they called somebody else's name. 
and I was just like crushed for a minute. You know, after I put it in perspective, like, dude, this is still like huge. This is so cool. But I was just like, in that moment, I was like so crushed. I was like, how? You know, like I won that. You know, I had everybody come talk to me and, and tell me I won, but but I didn't. So I, I went up to Bedros and I was like, dude, like, what do I need to do to get better? How can I get better? You know? And so he told me, he's like, man, like, basically, like, dude, you got to get your shit together. Like, you got to step your game up. And then that's when he referred me to Craig Valentine. By the way, if people are yeah, Craig watching Valentine. or listening, the perfect day formula, how to own the day and control your life. Yeah. Let me guys, let me, let me tell you, like, Craig Valentine is one of the best things that ever. <laughs> <laughs> how do you deal with this? <laughs> how are you? <laughs> it's one of the best things that ever happened to me. And you've introduced me. I'm excited to talk to him as well, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Bedros told me, because Craig has a perfect day event where it's just like one day you go in and you do, it's, it's a very small group and you do a deep dive into what it is you're trying to get accomplished. What is your goal? What is your vision? And then how do we take that and break it down into, okay, how do we get there? What do we need to do in the next 90 days, in the next 60 days, in the next 30 days, in the next week, in the next 24 hours? You know, so it's like really, you know, gives you clarity on what action steps you need to take. So I contacted Craig because Bedros was like, dude, you need to get your shit together. You need to, to do Craig to program. So I'm like, all right, you know, I'm going to do that. So I contact Craig and he tells me, he's like, all right, man, first thing we need you to start doing is at the end of the day, I need you to do a brain dump. You just get everything in your head, out on paper, make a to-do list for tomorrow of the number one thing you need to get done tomorrow morning, and that's how you're going to start. And I'm like, okay, man, like, you don't understand, though. Like, at the end of the day, dude, like, my brain is just, like, wiped. I got nothing left at the end of the day. I might be able to do that, like, first thing in the morning, like, after I get up. I could probably do that. And he's like, okay, I understand. Um, you're going to go ahead and do it my way, though. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. So I started that. And, and the way it starts is just with you getting up just 15 minutes earlier than you normally do, not looking at your phone, and just like starting out with just a little bit of gratitude a little bit of reflection, a little bit of gratitude, and then tackling what you have on your list. That number one thing you have on your list to get done, you start making some progress on that. In those 15 minutes? In those 15 minutes. So when you say, let's be specific, people are listening and this is amazing stuff. You get up 15 minutes earlier. Mm -hmm. When you say having gratitude, is that thinking it, writing it down, hugging somebody? So for me, it was a journal entry. Like I used one note i still use this like i'm on week, yeah uh yeah. yeah i have it on my computer i'm on week 82 of working with craig um so i get up i do a quick journal entry in the morning um and that's just like whatever's on my mind so can you give us an example um sure you know like some days it might just be like you know what uh i slept pretty well last night or I didn't sleep well last night. Today is going to be a freaking amazing day. I'm going to make some shit happen today. You know, it might just be that. Or, you know, it might, man, I had some breakthroughs. Or, man, I'm so grateful for all the opportunity. <laughs> God, it's like, I'm going to record how many times I've done crying. It's only three so far. <laughs> Um, you, it's the most just, ever on the podcast, though. But just being like, just <laughs> grateful for like all the opportunities that I have. But it's you having that outlet that you do it regularly will allow you to it might just be you know what hey i slept okay today's gonna be awesome or you know i'm struggling with this or that you just put that out there but when you have that outlet there there are going to be times that things just like pour out of you i was going to say i you know I, I keep gratitude i write down notes but for me often it's like Roz, the dogs i mean how often does it just become trammy like do you force yourself to think I'm grateful for this cup of coffee I'm drinking, or do you just let it flow? 
it, you know, it just depends. Like sometimes, like, and looking back, I'm just like, wow, you know, like, dude, like, sometimes, like, here at, at, at the box, especially, like, sometimes, like, I'll just be, like, riding the bike or rowing, I'll just look out at the class full of people, like, man, this is freaking awesome. And I you think know, that like, is tremendous in itself. So many people forget that. Whether it's a box owner listening, like, look at all these people. Like, you take for granted how many lives we've changed, you've changed, she's changed, in doing this. I mean, all of your employees. It's, it's pretty incredible. And that, that's what's cool and really brings it into perspective because we all have problems and obstacles that come up but it's just really being able to put it in perspective and it makes it easy for me because all I have to do is think back to my time in prison and wishing, you know, for the opportunity to live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, well, you're no longer doing that in a good way. So I really appreciate, you know, those things, like as tough as things can be sometimes, just having one person come up and just be like, hey, man, thank you, you know? Um <laughs> it makes such it's, it's just so powerful you know and it just gives you so much to be grateful for like I'm so grateful for like my the community of people that I have my team you know that continues to evolve and get better and grow um, my amazing fiance you know who's been with me it's funny like are you guys we were, engaged now? have you been engaged? we have yeah, yeah okay when's the marriage? We don't know. Uh, <laughs> so next, next year, there was a time like I was I the first place I moved into after uh, living with my parents was like this little like it, it was literally like the old facility the weight room used to be in like 15 years ago. It's like a storage unit. It has glass front door. <laughs> That's your front door. <laughs> it has glass. People like, can see it. Glass house. Front, it was yeah. tinted, but like <laughs> and it had funny. roaches and stuff like that in there. Uh, but I was. At a Dunkin' Donuts that's just right down the street from here. And I had, this was before I actually went to meet with Bedros, and I got like one of his online programs, and I'm looking at it on my tablet, and it's just stuff that's so over my head. And Trammy was there, like she and I were dating at the time, and she's studying for her MCATs, you know, to get into medical school. And I'm watching this stuff, and I'm just thinking like, man, dude, if I could just get her on board with me. On this, like we would be a freaking power team. Now you are. Mm-hmm. Now you are. So, before leaving that subject, what what's something else actionable? I love it. Fifteen minutes earlier, but how do you go? How do you go from fifteen minutes to three thirty in the morning? Okay, so you know that fifteen minutes. Uh, another thing that Craig did for me was uh, I read a lot of books when I was locked up. I read a lot of books. Give me your before. Give me your top three books someone should read. The first one that really, uh, that I, that just right off the top of my head that comes to mind uh, was Fountainhead by Anne Rand. Okay. A thick novel. Uh, yeah. So it really, it got me in a way like I never knew that thoughts could be broken down into words in that way. Like, it blew my mind. I can't remember what part it was, but just like, oh, my God, like, I can't, like, just how, like, thoughts could be broken down into words. Um, that, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Dale Carnegie. Yeah. So, and there's, like, just, I just, I read all the time. Um, What's one more you would recommend? Mm. God. You know, I read, I became friends with uh, the psychologist that was on the yard at, uh, uh, Med- uh, not Medill, Bowley. And so I used to, I would borrow a lot of books from him. So I read a lot of like psychology type books. So I can't think of a good third one right offhand. But when you It'll do, so you, um, you were saying how we go from 15 minutes. To right. So, <clears throat> so one, th- one of the things Craig did was he sent me a book. He mailed me a book and I hadn't, I just like, I was doing audio books. I was doing that regularly, but I wasn't reading any like actual hard copy books. And when he sent me this book, I was like, man, like mm, I need to read that book. So what I did was when I went to the bathroom, like to, 
to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Instead of taking my phone in there with me, I did not take my phone in there with me, and instead I took that book in there with me. So the new habit became, you know, me reading instead of... Anytime you went to the bathroom. Right. But where this really translated was into my morning routine, which turned into, like, that 15 minutes. Like So now the way it works is I get up, I start coffee... 3.30 a.m., alarm goes off. Yeah. You stay in bed. Does it wake you up? No. <laughs> so and normally, like, nine times out of ten, my alarm is not what wakes me up. I just wake up. At about that same time. <coughs> yeah. In I mean, between, you told me today you woke up excited. In between 3.30, 4.30. Um, but I'll get up, I'll make coffee, I'll do my journal entry, and then I'll go to the bathroom with my coffee. I'll bring my handwritten journal in there with me and then I'll start reading whatever book it is. Do you have like a desk in this bathroom? <laughs> I should. I should. I've got my journal there. I'm reading a, the sink. I've got my, my journal on and my coffee. It all serious. how long are you spending there? I mean, I take, this is my private time in the morning too. I go in the bathroom, close the door. It doesn't take me that long to go to the bathroom, but it's quiet. Right. How long are you in there? Like at least an hour. An hour sitting on the toilet. That's yeah. why he has to wake up. So then, whatever I'm up, I need to. Yes, yeah, so like, but, <laughs> but you're in there. It's more. It's more of your office than bathroom. Right. Gotcha. So I, and now like I finished that. Like so, I started with that book, and it was just like reading. What just book was little, that? Do you remember? It was uh, Jason Capital's book. I cannot think of the name of it. Um, but that's the author, Jason Capital. Jason Capital, yeah. Who's also one of uh, Craig's uh, clients and also has his, his own program. Um, I can't think of the name of the book, but I read it and, uh, you know, and that, that just started the chain of me reading again, me reading regular books. So the routine became, you know, I would do my coffee, I would read for a little bit, and then, you know, I would start my day. Right, and it didn't start off waking up three thirty. It started waking up at like eight thirty. You know. Oh, really? It was okay. So we're talking. Because I used to, because I work out at nine thirty. A.M. So I, yeah, right. I used to just wake up and like most people, I wake up and then start looking at my messages and texts and stuff like that, and then being, being reactive, reactive for right. the whole day. Where this just starts you off being proactive. You don't look at any messages, any social media. Turn the alarm off. Have your at least 15 minutes of gratitude, working on yourself, working on whatever your number one thing you want to get done that day is, and then going from there. But what I found was I started to really enjoy that time. You know, I was getting, because like, you're, you know, I'm feeding my mind like positive, powerful information during that time. Like what people don't get or take for granted with books is that, you know, these books, like are written by some of like the top most influential people to have ever ever lived, you know, and they've taken that knowledge and wisdom and distilled it down into the version of a book or an audio book for you to be influenced by, you know. And now, like I talk about this excitedly, you know, where like a, a couple years ago, you know, whatever. Yeah, right? better sleep. Yeah, but but now, like now, I get that, you know, so. Each morning, I get to start off with filling my mind with nuggets of wisdom, and I'm, like, addicted to those aha moments. You know, those moments that you have that, that like, oh, I never thought about it like that. Do you have a recent one? Um, yeah, I guess one of the most recent ones, actually, that, that I can think of, like, I... I'm listening to Brian Tracy right now. I follow Brian Tracy. He is like one of the like founding like self-help, time management, mind management, business strategist people um, who like has so many nuggets. Like it's just crazy. But uh, a, a recent one like I got from a, a video that Alex actually did where he talked about beliefs like uh, – that the beliefs that you have that are so deeply held by you that you don't even realize they're your beliefs until somebody makes you aware of them. That was just like, whoa. 
You know what I mean? Because it's like your blind spot. You know, when something is, when you hold a belief so deeply that you don't even realize it's a belief, it's your blind spot. You know, so being able to be more conscious of that and think about, like, who can I be around that can help me with my blind spots? You know, so that was a huge, like, like moment of clarity for me. I don't even know if that makes sense. Makes No, it makes great sense. So, yeah, it's things like that. And I think, you know, the more often, like, you're putting, like, another thing I learned from, from Brian Tracy is that, like, with audiobooks, we spend, on average, two weeks out of a year commuting. Two weeks, on average. So during that two weeks, whenever you drive, what are you normally listening to? The radio you know, whatever. Just think, if you listen to an audiobook during that time from somebody that's giving you positive, powerful, strategic information you can be putting in your brain, your car is like your university on wheels. Like, my car does not go and drive or reverse without me hitting play on whatever audiobook I'm listening to. Unless Trammy's riding with me. And then you just listen <laughs> to the games rap. So, <laughs> then we talk. Yeah. Um, um, but other than that, like, and if, like, she's not talking, then I just sneak it out. Go ahead and just, like, hit play. Like, oh, you weren't talking. Like, so I have to. That's, I do that with Roz. But if she hops on her phone, I'm, like, listening to something. Yeah. Yeah. So, and now, like, the more that you, like, learn and, the, like, the more, like, aha moments you have, it's, like, there starts to be, like, exponential growth there so now like i'm freaking i got like 30 books that i just can't wait to read you know i'm reading the book that i'm reading now and it's like so good and i'm taking notes on it and things like that like i'm reading success principles by jack canfield right now and it's just nugget after nugget of like wisdom and quotes and aha moments and i'm ear dogging pages and things like that but it's like i just and anytime like I'm reading a book and it talks about books that you should read, like I'm, I'm writing down the names of those books or anytime like I'm at an event and, you know, the person like the people that influence me, I want to know, like, dude, what books have you read? What are like the main books you read that really influenced you? Like, because I want those things in my mind to be able to influence me, too. So that's part of what really like makes me excited to wake up early each morning is because I get that time to spend putting that information in my head, you know, because the more of that I can do, the more value, the more valuable of a person I become, but the more value I can add to other people, you know, the more I can help bring up my team, you know, and the more my team is brought up, the more we bring up everybody they work with. So the goal is like for me to continue to develop as a leader who can develop leaders that develops leaders. You know, so that way you, you truly have the greatest impact when you can do that. You know, and that's what we want to do with, with our clients that we work with, you know, to help them become leaders of themselves first and foremost. But then that bleeds over into how their family's affected. You know, the good habits they take on, you know, it affects everybody. So it's just, you know, it's got so much meaning in it and it, it's just fulfilling. Well, it's really awesome. Really awesome. Last question. With all this being said, anything you would change? Would you go back, make any change? Would you still spend seven years, eight months, how many days? Seven years, six months, 18 days. 18 days. Not that I kept track of. In, in prison? Absolutely. You know, if I had not, if things had not happened the way that they did, I believe I would be dead. Because I was that deep into addiction that I justified all of my actions, even though thinking about them now, there's no way to justify it, you know, but that's where I was at. So had that not had happened, or maybe had they just given me a year, six months, something like that, maybe I, wouldn't, it off and maybe I wouldn't have learned my lesson, you know, but I think that everything happens the way that it's supposed to happen. And I think it's your outlook on it. You know, like, how, how do you choose to view it? And this is like, I'm influenced by a lot of Tony Robbins stuff. 
you know, I'm a big believer in, in Tony Robbins' information. It's, you know, and one of the big quotes he uses is, uh, you know, you can look at it as things happening to you, life happening to you, or life happening for you. You know, and it's your choice, the perspective that you want to take on, you know, that like of a victim mentality. It could have looked at it like, oh, man, like, that's bullshit. You know, I got all that time. It's like, no, like now is the opportunity I get to never again in my life will I have the opportunity to focus on me and, and, and getting myself better. You know, so it's just like the outlook. I wouldn't change anything because it gave me like. I have a contrast now that I believe gives me an edge, you know? So if like the most successful people that I've ever talked to have been through some shit, right? And I think, you know, it's having the contrast of those difficult times is what makes you appreciate the good ones. You know, and a really good analogy I've, I've heard several times now is, you know, when you're in the gym, the resistance from the weight is what gets you stronger you know that's how you get better so in life the obstacles you encounter that's resistance you know and you overcoming that resistance is what makes your mind stronger is what makes you better so like there's always a way like no matter what happens for you to to break through and get to that next level the only time that you fail is if you quit this is awesome at the risk of making you cry one more time. <laughs> I want to say thank you. Thanks for having me here. Thanks for teaching me, letting me listen to you. Give me the privilege to come out and work with you and the team. Yeah. I really appreciate it. And uh, it's, it's very inspiring for me and hopefully for anyone that just listened or watched. Cool. Thanks thank for you, having man. me on, man. Appreciate you being here. Thanks again, Rob, for being on the podcast. I'm sure we will have more of his story. And Rob's getting out there. Look him up. He's been on plenty of other podcasts, interviews. I hope he puts together a book. His story is just so incredible. I can't say enough amazing things. He's become a friend. I look forward to getting back out to Oklahoma to visit him, Trammy, and their amazing community at Twice Bitten CrossFit. So once again, Thank you very much, Rob. Now, next time we'll have a little bit less crying, but, but it's all good. Hope you guys have enjoyed that. It's inspirational for me to be able to bring that to you, and I hope you guys are inspired to do something with your lives from listening to Rob, from listening to the podcast, and as always, reach out. I love hearing from you guys via email, via text, via phone call, social media, whatever it takes. Get in touch with me. Let me know what I can do to help inspire you to live your greatest life. Once again, thanks. Come back next week for another edition of the Own Your Eating Podcast.